I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Seventh Inning Stretch, a podcast that's going to return to discuss collusion. I'm Justin Wells, and joining me is Armando Angulo. Armando, how are you? I'm good. We we, we can't be killed. People thought yeah. we were gone and dead, and, and here we are. Probably most are disappointed, but here we are. Yeah, unfortunately now you have to hear from us about baseball and collusion, right? But uh, <laughs> I just like using the word collusion because of its, uh, its connotation in, in modern America. But uh, Major League Baseball's uh, ownership apparently is a um, I don't know I don't know the best way to say this, but apparently they're a collusive cabal that is uh, trying to drive down player salaries. Um, have you heard about the championship belt, Armando? Uh, I have not heard as much or looked into as much detail as you. But what I can say is uh, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. You're, a lot of these players are still not signed. Uh, you see how late it took to, for some of these guys to get signed, um, and now all these young guys are getting signed early and saving money. There's there's definitely something something going on, man. Yeah, so let, let's let's kind of maybe reconstruct baseball's off season of free agency. You know, now that the regular season has started, let's talk about something that happened months ago. Um, but if we think about it, this summer, the this this I mean, sorry, this winter, the uh, the two big names on the market were uh, or two generational talents. Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, both generational talents entering their age 26 seasons, uh, both of whom have shown prolonged flashes of MVP caliber play. Not just like, you know, a few weeks. Like they've had, I mean, Harper's won an MVP. Machado played in Baltimore, and because of the fact that uh, the way in which they use the, they award the MVP right now, which I'll, 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 that's a separate rant from me at some other point in time. Um, if you're if you're not on a team that's winning a division, you're not getting any sort of MVP consideration. The two of them had to wait until spring training to sign. Before them, the only other really big money free agent who signed was Patrick Corbin in Washington. Uh, he signed really early on, but then otherwise, it seemed as if most of what we were seeing in the market was really just a very very slow. Nobody signing. 
no team's really doing much outside. When can I get a bargain or can I, can I lock up my own guy long term? So there's a lot going on there where it's effectively – do you think that there's some teams in Major League Baseball that might just not be trying? I think that – I mean, yeah. The Marlins, for one, uh, they're not trying. Uh, Derek Jeter is definitely not trying. The, the, you know, it's just young players trying to keep salary low and, and, and hope for the best. They're, they're definitely not trying. We've seen them hemorrhage their best players time and time again. Uh, the Reds tried, I guess, right? They signed Yasiel Puig. Uh, they, 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 Jesse, they, they Jesse Winkler is not hitting in the way in which they envisioned before this season. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but, but you know, it's just pressure, I think, for that guy. He sees Puig, he sees new additions out there, and he's trying to like cement his place. And it's just like, okay, uh, and, and he's, in the, he's 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 kind of a rotational piece right now, so that's kind of tough for him. But nevertheless, dude, the, the Reds are trash, right? I mean, and they've been trash for a while. The Royals, the Royals are trash, right? Like, there's the Angels. I mean, but the Angels. Let's talk about the Angels. They they. They spent a lot of money, and they kept Mike Trout, who is, who is without a doubt, unanimously the best player in the game. Up in, yeah, like Trout looks like maybe he's in like the midst of a greatest of all time kind of conversation. Right. And not only did he sign, he signed an undermarket. Right? Like Mike, Mike Trout signed for $430 million over the course of like, 12 years, right? Yeah, um, he got that Artie Moreno. Artie Moreno got that, that discount for sure. Yeah, Artie Moreno got a discount on him because – and I think a lot of it was driven. I mean, Harper, look at Harper's contract, 13 years, $330 million. Um, I think that that became the longest – that was the largest contract signed at the time because he got $5 million over the course of 13 years. So a few hundred thousand dollars per season, more than Mike Stanton, just so they could claim the, 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 long, you know, the biggest contract. But I think Stanton's contract was actually – I don't know. Was Stanton's 13 years also? It might be. Uh, I think it's twelve or thirteen. Yeah, twelve or thirteen, right? But he got that contract. It's but if you look at it, at annual average value on that deal. In many years, he's not the best played player in baseball. Period, because of the length of the contract. So even then, the Phillies at thirteen years with Harper, who probably you know he, he signed he signed until he's age thirty eight. No opt outs. No yeah, opt outs. No opt outs. He'll be good for most of that contract. And the Phillies are probably going to have him the next, probably during his prime, at well under what his market value should be. I don't think any of these deals, whether it's whether it's 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 Trout, uh, Harper, Machado, uh, Acuna, now I don't think any of these deals are going to be Albert Pujols deals. You know what I mean? Like these guys are all going to be solid throughout. They're all young enough. 36 is you know Bryce Harper will be 39, I guess, but he's a freak. So if he can stay healthy. I think all these guys are good for the money because contracts are just going to go up. I mean, and look, but like, look at when Pujols signed his deal. He signed it in free agency at the age of 31. One of the things that's happening is these guys are getting into the majors earlier. They're getting their, their arbitration years. Like Acuna signed an eight-year deal. Acuna's a 21-year-old. Right. He just signed an eight-year deal to basically that, I mean, by the time he gets to, that, that took away four years of, three years of free agency for him. Two or three, yeah, three years of free agency. Like, are we really at this point where Major League Baseball owners are going to be allowed to buy out the best years of their young players early because there's now going to be a new kind of like lesson out there, which is 
don't hit free agency because you just won't get paid. Because then you look at you know the two guys who are older on this market, who are the two marquee guys who are still out there as far as you know guys who could be real difference makers. Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell has the most saves of any pitcher in Major League history at his age. Right? He is one. He he is one of the true great closers of all time. Ninety eight percent of the teams, bro, need him. He cannot find a job. Keuchel, Cy Young Award winner. Still good. Still had a solid yeah, season. He was a he won a Cy Young one, twenty fifteen or twenty. It was a twenty fifteen or sixteen. I, he either he, I think he won he won twenty sixteen. Right. So he's won a Cy Young in the last three or three years. On top of that, too, he's not exactly a hard thrower. He's a lefty who pitches to you know control to great control and has four pitches. Is, is he going to be as good as he was when he won his Cy Young? No, he's he hasn't been that good for a few years in Houston, but he's still like. Flat, I'll say this: the Mets can use him because I'd rather see him every fifth day than Jason Vargas giving you the five, like you know, maybe the five innings you're going to get from him. Like, there's a major market team that could use a player like that right now. I'm pretty sure the Yankees could use him too because the Yankees have pitching shortages, right? And if we're talking about the Yankees not being willing to spend money, something's desperately wrong. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, I agree 100. percent It's just it just makes no sense because, like you said, both of these guys can can make a major difference in 80 percent, 85 percent of teams out there and be a real contributor. And like you said, you know what? It's really I never really thought about it in the way, in the sense of like uh, getting their uh, arbitration years out of the way and all that. Like maybe a lot of our listeners don't know, but baseball is really fucked up in the way that they uh, keep um, rights over players. So like it's like three years that they're under control. Then they have three years of arbitration, which is basically under control, but we'll take you to court and see what the judge says you're worth. Um, and then. I mean, there's, there's the, you know, so basically just expanding on what Armando saying, there's also this concept of the super two, which is a lot of teams will hold a player out for the first month of the season to mitigate their service time to get an extra year of control by just not bringing him up for the first month of the season. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that now. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. should be a major leaguer, the highest touted uh, prospect in the game right now. They're faking an injury or they're they're blowing that out of proportion and sending him to the minors so he can rehab or whatever. He'll be up as soon as this timeline is over. So what do you think, though, about some teams that have actually uh, brought players up and not tried to keep the super team? Like Eloy Jimenez is up in the is up in Chicago at the White Sox. I think Fernando Tessis Jr., it, Start, you know, the the uh, who actually was the you know, Keith Law had him ranked as the top prospect in baseball. Nineteen, I think he's nineteen years old. He's starting at shortstop for the Padres right now because uh, they moved Manny Machado to third at Machado's insistence that they keep him up. And I'd say Pete Alonso, but the Mets should have probably brought him up last year, so that doesn't really count. I think the White Sox are in a position where they have to generate any kind of excitement, right? The- you know, they're the White Sox. They're always going to be second fiddle to the Cubs, regardless of record, regardless of, of anything. They're always going to be second fiddle to the Cubs. Uh, they're the Anaheim Angels. So for me, it's just, it's one of those things. So they need to generate the, the buzz. Eloy Jimenez is a great prospect. He's very raw from what I've seen. It's not, definitely not, uh, refined. It's not major league quality. He's, 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 he's getting there on, on the job training, I'd say. Um, you know, Pete Alonso, he is he he can rake. Uh, his defense is suspect, but he can rake flat out. Yeah, he also. I mean, at this point, though, Alonzo, I think, is a player who 
should have been brought, should have been up there last year because first off, he's a few years older than these guys played, played in college. And that one just reeked of will pond cheapness. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but Tatis, Tatis, I commend the Padres. Yeah. AJ Preller, like you, you got You got to hand it to that guy. Cause he saw, he saw the market on two players in the past two years and was aggressive for him at Hosmer and Machado. And that was willing to play Tatis. I mean, I, I know that you probably don't like this, but the Padres are going to be really I like good in the this, next two or Believe it or not, I do. do. I like this. I, uh, this is good. This is healthy. The Padres have been so trash, man. Like, like this is good, and and not just that, but like bringing a kid like Tatis up. The games now matter just as much as as they do later on in the season, and and this is a potentially a wild card team. I mean, if they can pitch at all they'll be fine because these guys can rake. You know, they got some really solid hitters. Uh, the left side of the, of the infield is defensively stout, and uh, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, and like you said, in two years, they're going to be really scary. Not just really good, but really scary. Uh, so I, I, I honestly, um, I, I, I like it, though. I think it's, 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 it's good for the Padres because, I mean, when's the last time the Padres were good? When Kevin Brown was pitching for them? I feel like they made the playoffs – Around like 2010 for the last time, but that was a one-off. Because the last is is the the last really great Padres teams I can think of were probably around the turn of the century. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because like like the Trevor Trevor Hoffman's prime, Tony Gwynn's the end of Tony Gwynn's career, like that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's right. That's probably the last time they were relatively decent, if not pretty good. Yeah, I mean, last World Series for them was 1998. That's definitely Kevin so that Brown. Tells you tells you a lot. Yeah, and they got they got um got swept in that series by the, uh, the Yankees. The Yanks. I, I I remember watching a lot of that World Series because you know it turns out that it's kind of unavoidable that I'll see Yankee games. <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's hard to miss, bro. Um, but hey, man, Bryce Harper made his way back to uh, back to uh, Washington D.C. He and did. He, got he did. Has booed. What do you think about that? Because Harper was so instrumental, really. And if you think about it, like who put that franchise on the map? I mean, they were the, they were the Montreal Expos. They went to Washington. They were terrible. Probably the most memorable national before Harper for me was like. Levon Hernandez, fuck that might be or true, Alfon- or or Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, but like that doesn't really count. He's just recognizable because he was good on the Yankees. Yeah, Soriano had some good years in Washington. It was just that 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 place was was though where you went to disappear. They had no right to take the Expos away to put them in that shithole. They don't deserve them. You know what? I, I, I'm I'm personal and it's it's weird for me to have nostalgia for them because so the first because first off, first baseball game I ever went to is a was a Mets Expos game in the nineteen eighty six season. But uh... hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I have some nostalgia for the Expos for a franchise who you know, played against the Mets, was in the NL East, and quite regularly at points in time had some, some real rivals there and things that I had to contend with, like, you know, some great players. Larry Walker, for one, Pedro Martinez, for another, Vladimir Guerrero, guys who, you know, I got to, you know, there's, there's two and a half Hall of Famers right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry Walker should be in. Um, I'm a Larry Walker fan. Yeah, me too. Best Canadian baseball player I think I ever watched. Um, until Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Until Vladimir Guerrero Jr., yeah. But, uh, it just felt like I have some nostalgia for that for that Montreal team. I don't have the same nostalgia for the Nationals because I hate them. I agree. I mean, I don't have the same like NL East, you know, rivalry or whatever. But the Nationals, they just never. It just never got me excited. Like I miss I miss the Expos every every year. Like I just wish it would say Montreal Expos. I wish they were going to the playing in that shitty stadium with the carpet. I just, I just want to take it back. Just rewind the clock. I kind of do too, but then let's think about it. Like, when do the Nationals really start getting an identity? I think it's Strasburg first coming up and having that electric debut where he threw 100 miles, 102 miles an hour, I believe, in a, 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 he hit in his major league debut because he was pumped up. Having that electric stuff and then promptly going down with Tommy John surgery. Right. And then Bryce. And then Bryce Harper coming up and Harper kind of. I mean, it, Harper didn't really take the league by storm, though, did he? Because, like, there were years, I think the, probably the first two years of his career, like, you could see the talent, but it was very inconsistent. Yeah, no, no. Crazy enough, I was at his major league debut. It was at, it was at Chavez Ravine down here at Dodger Stadium. And, uh, but, like you said, it was inconsistent, but, like, you saw the tools immediately, right? In that game, fastest guy on the field. Uh, he hit a line drive off the wall that, uh, bat, I mean, exit velocity was probably like 107, 110. Like it was nuts. And then he threw a ball from the warning track, gunned out Jerry Hairston at the plate on one hop. So like all the tools were immediately evident, right? And the buzz and the excitement. And we've been talking about this kid since he was a high school kid, right? Hitting home runs in home run derbies for like 500 feet. Like this kid was, he was bred for this. Like this is what he was born to do. And like, 
he definitely was the the cornerstone or the fundamental piece of Washington. You think Washington Nationals? Hell, you think Washington Nationals now? You think Bryce Harper, right? Like now, for him to go back and to get booed like 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 that way, I don't know, man. It it was it was disgusting. I was not. I was I was disappointed in 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 Washington. Not surprised, disappointed. So, so the rational part of me, which we know I suppress pretty, pretty regularly, um, thinks the same way you did. Right? You guys are going to do them like that. But the part of me that's a, just a pure out and out Bryce Harper hater, because that part of me still exists, and he's still in the National League East, so I get to just move my dislike about seventy-five miles, or I think it's about one hundred and twenty miles north, which is about the distance between DC and Philadelphia. Um, I did find it really amusing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I also not a likable baseball player. Like, he unless he's not, on your team. Yeah, and like, then you he, love his ass. He's not. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. He doesn't seem like he would like like he does anything that's like you know really wrong. Like, he seems like he's actually probably pretty pretty normal. But I, I just don't like him. I just, I just, I just don't like him. I can't, I can't get myself to like Bryce Harper. I understand. If he never played on the Nationals and he was a Cincinnati Red, you would be okay with him. Yes, because you know what I've realized. Actually, no, that's not true. I hated Jay Bruce. We've been over this. Um, <laughs> you hated Jay Bruce for different reasons, right? But I'm thinking about it. Like, it, would I, would I just sit there and try to make arguments that Bryce Harper is just a more athletic Adam Dunn? Oh, I would hope not. Adam Dunn, there, there's, a, there's a guy who every single year the same person took him in my fantasy league because that's a, that's a player who you either really like or you really hate. I found myself really hating him. So I, I kind of, I was amused because he was the only, he is the most true three outcome hitter I've ever seen. Right. It was Yaya, a walk. Or he's Kane, probably looking yeah. at that, yeah, and arguing <laughs> about it because his eye is the best eye. Oh yeah, no, he's the he's the he's the greatest like two twenty, four ten, five hundred like like two twenty four ten, six hundred slugging percentage, um, guy ever, right? Like broke the OPS stat and was the first person you realized that like. Maybe that doesn't necessarily mean you're good. You're great at baseball. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I feel the same exact way. Hey, man, but let's keep it in the East. Let's talk about a little bit about your Mets. Not so much about your Mets, but let's talk about the reigning, defending, undisputed Cy Young Award winner, Jacob deGrom. Dude is amazing. He's unfair. He, he's, he's, like watching the, he's like watching a cheat code. You know when we were at Dodger Stadium a couple years ago and we were watching Scherzer just just work, work guys. Degrom Degrom's at that level right now all the time. Yeah, all the time. He's basically got the same kind of so Scherzer and Degrom. I feel like it's a probably at this exact moment since you know Kershaw's reign as the best pitcher in, the, in in baseball kind of fell apart. Scherzer had that title for a for a bit. I think Degrom has kind of matched him. And basically, there's just a few things that DeGrom does that I prefer to Scherzer, which is Scherzer's going to strike more guys out. Yes. 
but he's also going to give up home runs. Right? He gives up an awfully large amount of home runs for a guy of his talent. Also, yes. Most solo, but yes. Right. But Jacob deGrom is actually just really, really, really difficult to score against because he doesn't give up home runs, and he gets better when guys are in scoring or in scoring position, which are two just incredible, incredible tendencies to have. Um, he's he's a bit he's just a bit of a freak though because it seems as if he could throw every single pitch he has in any count for a strike. Right, and he has this little slider thing that he throws at ninety five, which is just unhittable. Nobody's touching it. I don't Nobody's understand how you can throw a ninety five. He does. He says it's not a cutter. He says it's a slider. I I think that was a so I also uh here here's baseball conspiracy theory one of the season. I think that that was a hot gun. Okay. Yeah. We, we do you think uh, do you think there's a lot of hot guns in baseball right now? I don't think as many guys are throwing 99. I think it's exciting, right? Uh, so yeah, whatever puts yeah. asses in the seats, buddy. This is the new juice, you know. Yeah, it's like how 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 hard can you throw your fastball? You know, it's funny because because Kike Hernandez at the beginning of the year said that he doesn't know like if the balls are juiced or what's going on, but it just feels different. Yeah, it's everybody's throwing hard now. Everybody, it it doesn't it it feels like either we're in the midst of a a run of traumatic elbow injuries in baseball, which which we are, we are, yes, but, but or they also are just juicing up the gun and tightening up the ball so that everybody throws harder. Because the other thing, like it's become so three outcome. Once again, if anybody doesn't know, when we talk about three outcomes, the true three outcomes to an at bat are a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. So if, if you've now, if you haven't heard that phrase, now it's been explained to you. Um, so, you know, remember, follow away, follow it away. Uh, you'll hear, you'll probably hear it again, but this, this is the first, uh, the last two months of baseball or the, uh, the last season and the first week of this season are the first time that there have been more strike, more strikeouts than hits in, in, uh, in this season. That's a pretty insane stat. And yet, a lot more of the hits that are being hit are home runs. Yeah. They're if these all guys aren't triplers. Take, yeah, if they're not taking steroids, which I think still pro- might be a problem in the game, um, they're all, there's something something else is up too. Like maybe the ball is just much tighter. Something. Yeah, I mean, there's something. There's something because, uh, dude, everybody is – number eight hitters are having 25 home run seasons – regularly like it's the game didn't used to be that way you know like now second baseman 20 plus home runs and it's nuts yeah it's it's just uh it's not what i love we'll put it that way right and we're heading more that way with the d8 situation but we'll save that rant for another day as well uh (laughs) let's talk about hot hitting let's talk about the dodgers right now they're all smoking hot kiki hernandez is absolutely scorching now that he has a full-time position and he can focus on actually playing the game in one spot we see cody bellinger player of the player of the week uh seven home runs he's 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 incredible right now hitting 450 uh the dodgers right now offense is scary yeah the offense is very scary. I don't know what's happened to the, the Dodgers pitching, but I think that'll come around. On the other hand, what are what are what are Kike Hernandez and Cody Bellinger doing? I mean, they, there's no way to get either one of them out right now. 
And Hernandez is hitting for power that I, I, I haven't seen from him in his career. Yeah, so these guys, uh, their hard hit percentage, their barrel percentage, uh, their expected slugging, their expected batting average right now is elite. We're talking about 90th percentile uh, of major leagues. So uh, these guys are really squaring with the ball. I think the biggest change, obviously, is that we have a new new hitting coach. Uh, And he seems to be some sort of savant that really helped J.D. Martinez and... and, um, and has really helped a few players in the game uh, independently and has, has been an advisor for the Dodgers in the past and now he's got the, the hitting job. And he's really, he really seems to be making a difference, man, because these guys are squaring up absolutely everything. There, I think barrel percentage is like uh, expected assists. I would call it XG, but like they already have a stat for that. Weighted runs created in XG are very similar. Right. But I feel like barrel percentage is like my favorite new stat that I've seen more of. Like, Barrel percentage and average exit velocity for both hitters against certain pitchers or pitchers uh, against certain hitters. Like Major League Baseball publishes all of these stats across like their actual player stat pages, and it's awesome. Yeah, no, no, no. If you guys really want to check something like really nerdy out and stuff, like baseballsavant.mob.com is really it's great. It's like my new favorite toy this season. I love the I love the I love the sliders and the I love I love the slider image. <laughs> I've been sending these photos that I'm taking at work board, looking up random players over to Justin uh, throughout the day. It's great. Yeah, if you want if you want a a, a a real 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 fun one, Pete Alonso. That guy, I'm telling you, he's squaring everything, man. Uh, he's a strong strong man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really impressive. It's like a young. I hate to say this, but it's like a young Tommy, like the way he's he's kind of built and doing it. Yeah, short swing seems to stiff too. He looks stiff up there, he but looks he gets stiff. the job done, man. Yeah. Jim Tommy is a player I have not thought about in a long time. That was just a random comment. I'm aware. Every time, to time, you know. That, gotta it's, remind you about is, Jim. Yeah, Jim Tommy. Lumberjack, you could hit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to throw some random questions at you, man, before we wrap up. Uh, Angels, do you think now that they have Trout wrapped up, are they are, are they going to try to build something for real? I mean, if they're going to, the beginning of this season hasn't been an indication that they're going to go about it correctly. I mean, I, I think that they are right. I mean, they the issue with them isn't how it isn't the isn't the spending of money. It's how stupidly they do it. Like, look at the three big contracts they have out there right now. Pools, Trout, Pools, Trout, Upton, Otani. That's not for want of lack of trying or spending. It's just three of those four guys, well, one of them is good, but he's injured. And he's he's exciting and he's good, but he's injured. And to be perfectly honest, I think the idea of him pitching and hitting is... Short-lived. Short-lived. There's only going to be one of the two that they're going to choose him to do. Now, which one would you choose? I'd rather have him hit. Yeah, if he could rake every day, you get it every day. Yeah, you take the everyday player. And then, I guess the other... So, then, Upton and Pujols are just bad contracts. Yeah, especially Albert. But it's not for lack of other... Also, just even some of the complimentary pieces are okay, because... Yeah, I like Andrew I like Andrelton Simmons. Like he's a very good defensive shortstop. Uh, 
if you look though, it's the, the issue there is just the pitching is god awful. Right. Right. I mean, Matt Harvey's in that rotation, so that says everything. Matt Harvey got just has got got lit up, and he's going to continue to get lit up, my man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for Matt Harvey because I'll go back and I'll see an article being like reasons for Matt Harvey to be encouraged, and it's talking about a lot about spin rate. But then, if you actually look, spin rate for anybody who doesn't know is the amount of spin you put on any ball that comes out of a pitcher's hand. Typically, your higher spin rate pitches will be your curveballs. Uh, because fastballs don't really spin very much. The idea is, you know, if they move a little at the, sp- at the speed they're thrown, you're okay. But um, he's just got no movement on his fastball. Right. And, and for a guy like him, if you're a power, he's a power pitcher, he's got to pitch off his fastball. And if you don't have a good fastball and you're a power pitcher, that's a, it's a hard way to make a living. All right. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be hard. I think they're going to have to be very smart and make good free agent moves and smart trades going forward. But like quality pieces instead of these, like they have so many trash complimentary pieces and pitching especially is that like, it's just so flawed there fundamentally. But anyway, question number two, Tampa Bay. Okay. Not just Tampa Bay. We're talking AL East, Tampa Bay, New York, Red Sox. What's going on? Is it all sustainable? Are the Sox trash? The Sox have had a weird thing of not being particularly great in the seasons after they win, right? 2005 Sox, not a particular great vintage Red Sox team. Missed the playoffs altogether, actually. Um, 2008 Sox after the 2007 World Series, once again, not a particularly great team. think they made they, they made the playoffs, but they didn't really make much noise. Uh, actually, you know, they lost to Tampa Bay in the uh, American League Championship Series that year. David Price. David Price was great then, and that was the up until last season was the was the last time he was good in a postseason. Yes, um, and that was also mainly I think because he was pitching as a reliever. But then, I mean, the 2014 Sox team, not you know a classic one. So the 2019 Sox, I mean, I think they're probably going to be okay. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're a, 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 a you know one in five start baseball team. They've given up 72 runs. I know. They can't pitch. Sale looks... Spent. Spent, and they just paid him. Yes. Well, he, he finessed him. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, it's, I think it's too early to throw anything in against the Red Sox right. that soon. The Rays have actually looked okay. They are pitching lights out, yeah? Yeah. Well, Blake Snell's amazing. But can you name five Tampa Bay Rays? Uh, I, I probably, I probably can. <laughs> I need to think about it, but I probably can. But the Yankees injury uh, is that it's all? It's all, it all injuries. I mean, look at look at who's hurt right now. Giancarlo Stanton's out. Uh, Aaron Hicks is out. Uh, Miguel Andahar's out for probably the season. It's looking ugly. Severi- Luis Severino's out. It's your best pitcher. pitcher. Is your it's your it's your ace. Your 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 three hitter and another your your leadoff hitter Aaron Hicks leads off for that team a lot. That's it's a lot. That's it's a lot to overcome. But once again, the Yankees also are incredibly deep, so I, I think they should be able to overcome it. I just think that you know they're once again their their issue is going to be will they have enough pitching to get through the entire season? 
I tend to agree with you. Uh, you know, it's it's always seems to be that way with the Yanks recently. So, but if they get healthy, they'll be all right. Big Chief Paxton was a good ad though. In the, in the it was. It was. He's a good was. pitcher. He's a very yeah. good pitcher. I think they made a few solid moves. He's another great Canadian baseball player. <laughs> they're few, but they're they're, yeah. they're out there. All right, last thing. Uh, give me one player who surprised you throughout the first week of the season that you didn't think would come out as hot as he has and has surprised you a little bit. Um, that's a good one. Who is it? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Kettle Marte. Good one. Kettle Marte has been incredibly good. Good one. I am going yeah. to go with Yande Diaz. Yande Diaz is also quite good. There's another Ray. Very excited about it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week, man. It was good to be back. It was good to be back. This is, you know, guys, this is just us, you know, doing our spring training episode. We're finding our feet back in. Uh, but uh, we'll be at you guys a lot more this season. Yeah, looking forward to it, buddy. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.